I have never listened to anyone who criticized my taste in space travel, sideshows, or gorillas. When this occurs, I pack up my dinosaurs and leave the room. Ray Bradbury, Zen in the Art of Writing. Hello, friends. It's my pleasure to welcome you once again to Inside the Writer's Cafe. I'm Cheryl Nason. Our show features not only the hottest authors, but also introduces you to exciting new authors who talk about themselves and their latest work. In the second book in the Alpha Units series, Ascension, author Brandy Lynn Smith continues the adventures of Kate and her friends in the Alpha Unit. Kate finds that her powers are increasing, and she's beginning to see strange symbols. Could the pendant that she found have anything to do with what's happening? Kate knows where to turn for help, but getting that help means returning to the one place she never planned on going back to. Ever. Join me now as we explore the world of the Alpha Units with author Brandy Lynn Smith. Joining me today is Brandy Lynn Smith. She's a cake decorator by day and an author by night. Her interest in writing actually developed when she was very young in the second grade. When she's not writing, she loves to roam the outdoors and look for inspiration in all kinds of small places. Today, Brandy's joining us to talk about her new novel, Ascension. It's the second novel in her Alpha Units series. Brandy, welcome. Thank you. Writing a book, let alone a series, is really no small task. How did you how did you start writing? Um, again, it was at a very young age. I picked up a, a folder from Lisa Frank and mixed up the characters and created a scenery. I just kind of took fruit from there. And your grandmother also influenced you, didn't she? Yes, she did. We used to tell stories when I was a kid, and she'd have me kind of tell my own story back to her. So there's always been an interest from a very, very young age. Well, you sound to me like you have an artistic bent anyway. The cake decorating and the writing, all of those creative aspects of your personality seem like they just sort of fall together to help each other out. Definitely. It's it's nice to have a secondary creative outlet with the cake decorating and then seeing the customers and, and talking to people. It helps kind of build my character development because you see different interactions. So it definitely helps each one. Let's tell our viewers a little bit about the book. Let's talk about Ascension. Let's give a little overview of the, the idea behind the Alpha Unit series and then specifically about Ascension. All right, so it is the second one in the series. Um, Kate is the main character, and she has these unique abilities that give her special powers. And in the second book, she's actually gaining more abilities, which is what Ascension means, is a higher power. So she's actually developing a new aspect to her powers that she's usually in control with, but this one's a little bit different especially since it's developing emotionally. She has to control her emotions in order to keep the power from going crazy. What kind of power does she have, Brandy? Um, it varies. She's kind of an all-around kind of power girl. They, uh, the alpha units all have increased strength, increased speed, 
but it kind of deviates a little bit, she can actually um, control or read minds a little bit. And in the the new book, she kind of gets a little new power as far as, um, you know, with lightning or with wind. She's she's a superhero. Kind of, yeah. That is kind of where the books kind of originated. I've always been a comic book fan, so it kind of delved a little bit in that aspect. Well, who's Blade? Blade is the gang that she has sworn her life to defeating. Um, When she was younger, her and her best friend got mixed up in it, thinking that they were a good group helping people out, and they came to find out that they are not a good group. So she's been trying to destroy Blade, if you will, to keep anybody else from getting hurt by them. This sounds like a really interesting idea and a really interesting plot. How did this come to you? Where did you get this idea? Um, A lot of it was actually through movies. I kind of mixed and matched certain aspects, and it created this realm as far as the character base. And then having it take place on a completely different planet is part of the scientific reason or the sci-fi fantasy kind of aspect of it. And, you know, just pulling different scenarios from different movies, trying to create my own spin on it to give it fruition. So, Do you have a target audience in mind for your work? For the most part, it's young adults. So anyone, I mean, anyone can read it, but mainly ages about 13 and up. I do have a lot of my friends around my age and older that love it, so they're helping spread the word. So it's kind of nice having that support. Well, it sounds like it's action-packed, too. I mean, it sounds like uh, if you enjoy reading action novels that you would enjoy reading this series. Definitely. Kate's definitely a a very spunky character, and she gets not necessarily in trouble, but she definitely likes to put herself out there to help other people, and sometimes that does turn into a conflict. How do you write? All authors have some kind of a process that they go through. Um, Some authors will do extensive outlines and almost do everything to the nth degree, and other authors will sit down at a a computer keyboard, and they'll. it's like the movie starts in their head, and they just start to type what they see. Others can't do that. They have to sit down, and they have to handwrite things. What kind of process do you use when you right brandy for the main part it's it is like a movie reel in my head i have during writer's block had to actually write out the story but for the most part a lot of my ideas come through dreams oh interesting i kind of write them all out afterwards since i can remember most of it and then if the things i don't remember i kind of make up as i go along so you wake up, you're one of those, wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and start scribbling on a pad beside your bed? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> because it'll <laughs> go away. Actually, right? Some Definitely make some long nights there, but sometimes you get those good ideas, and if you wait until the morning, you lose it. So I carry a notebook with me and kind of jot down ideas when I can. Do you have any advice for young writers? I mean, I think that there are people out there, you hear people say all the time, oh, I should write a book, and then nothing ever happens. Any advice for somebody who says that, who thinks, oh, I should write a book? Um, 
most of it is just to start writing. Um, you never, you know, don't always think that it's never going to go anywhere, that you can't do it, because you, you can. It is a process. But there's always, you know, everybody has that story to tell. It's just a matter of getting it down in paper. And it doesn't have to be perfect the first time. So just start writing. It can be a one, page, one word on the page. And then from there, you never know what could happen. I think that's good advice. Do you find yourself learning after you write a book or learning as you write the book? Definitely. Not even, not just myself, but through character development. You know, you you put your characters through certain scenarios, and sometimes the outcome is completely different than what you originally intended. But I try to find a moral for all of my characters to kind of go through. And, you know, everybody, no one's perfect. So trying to find that, you know, betterment for yourself and empowering yourself is something I I go for a lot in all of my characters, whether they're the antagonist or the protagonist. So that sounds like something that you would like your readers to leave with when they set down the book after they've read it, close it for the last time. Is that the kind of thing that you'd like for them to take away or do you just want them to feel entertained by the book? Probably a little bit of both. I mean, every, all books, I hope, find some enjoyment for the readers. But, you know, if if I could give someone an outlet or a new view on life or in a new situation, that's all the better. Yeah, I agree. I think reading, to me, is just a wonderful form of escape. And I really, really enjoy reading because you can go into, you know, a whole nother world, a whole nother place like you've created in your series, the Alpha Unit series. You've created your own world. You've created your own people, if you will. You create your own situations. And I always think it's interesting and fun and broadening to see how someone else is viewing their world. Exactly. And that's one of the hardest parts of writing is, you know, I I see something in my mind. How do I convey that to my readers? How do I, you know, create enough details that they can actually paint that picture in however form they would like it to be and make it make sense? Yeah, I agree with you. That's probably one of the hardest parts of being a writer. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Trying to get that that vision from inside your head down on paper so that someone else can see your vision. Because we we all see things so differently. And I think that that is one of the hardest parts. Exactly. Nobody ever sees something the same, which is what I love about people in general. Everybody's unique. I agree, and it, it's funny, people, when, when they talk about their characters, they know exactly what their character looks like, and it's not an actor or an actress that they see playing the part of that character. The character, it's like it's a real person, and they come to life for the author. And I've had authors exactly. say, you know, that the next day when, they've, when they finish a novel or when they finish a book, whatever kind of book it is, that the next day they'll miss that character. It's almost like the character has, has uh, died because they're no longer being able to interface with and, and deal with that character. It's very interesting. Authors get very attached to their fictional characters. It's, it is 
kind of sad. I've actually written through um, the whole series, so I kind of know where it goes. And it's always a very, almost not a grieving moment, but it's one of those, like, what happens next, you know, kind of thing. You don't really ever really want to let your characters go, but, you know, at the end of the day, everybody has an ending to their story. It's true. That's an excellent way to put it. Now, if our listeners are interested in the book, I went to Amazon, and Amazon, of course, has everything. I went to Amazon, and if you, in the in the menu at the top, if you click on that menu, it it drops down to a book search feature, and I put in the name of the book, and your book is Ascension, and I'm going to spell that for our listeners, A S C E N. S-I-O-N by Brandy, B-R-A-N-D-I, Lynn Smith. And if they'll put that in the book search feature and just click, then it your book comes right up and there's a really nice excerpt that they can read there. And there's a little author bio about you. And I know the book is available other places. Where else could our listeners find it? Um, BarnesandNoble.com. And Goodreads are two main sources that you can go to. Um, they're on ebook, so Kobo, um, the Kindle, the Nook, they're pretty much everywhere. It's on the Author House website as well, right? Correct, yes. And you've got a YouTube video. I love this idea. Tell me about the YouTube video. Um, the YouTube video is kind of amalgamish of the synopsis of the story itself. And you can kind of see it shows a little bit of the mystery of the novel and a little bit of the mystery behind Kate and her interaction with Blade a little bit. So it just kind of delves a little deeper into the book other than just reading the synopsis itself. It gives a little bit of life to the story. How could the listener find it on YouTube, Brandy? Um, If you go to YouTube.com and type in Ascension, It'll pop right up by Brandy Winsmith, or you can even uh, do it by the Alpha Units novel, Ascension. I think that's so much fun. I love to have a visual image from an author's novel, because then I have images that I can take away as I read the book. Exactly. It definitely helps paint that picture. Oh, I couldn't agree more. How about social media? Are you doing anything on social media? Facebook? Website? Facebook? Facebook is definitely the main source as of right now. My website is currently under construction, so hopefully within the next few months I'll have that running fully again. If the listeners want to get in touch, they can go to your Facebook page. And is it just Brandy? Is it just your name? Is that how um, they find you on Facebook? Under, um, the Alpha Units. Good through facebook.com and then through there i i'll be able to get in contact with them and then any updates from there um will actually be posted on a regular basis are there any final thoughts that you want to leave our listeners with brandy um the main one is dream big and don't ever give up life is always hard but you can always work through it i love it Thank you so much for taking time to be with us today on Inside the Writer's Cafe. It's a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you so much for having me. You're listening to Inside the Writer's Cafe, brought to you on webtalkradio.net. 
An injustice to one is a threat made to all. Montesquieu The quote is from the beginning of a very interesting book, The Verdict of History, The Great Trials from Antiquity to This Day. The book is written by attorney Virginia Lally, an attorney called to the bar of Rome. She's currently working toward a Ph.D. in human rights at the University of Rome, and she leads a research group on bioethics at the Senate of the Italian Republic. Unfortunately, Virginia won't be able to join us, but I wanted to share her fascinating book with you. The book seeks to document and analyze some of the great trials in history. Defendants include Socrates, Demosthenes, Galileo, as well as Oscar Wilde. Lolly says that the careful reader will naturally wonder, how fair were these trials? The book describes the trials and provides an original historic account of the evolution of human civilization from a range of different perspectives. Indeed, the author posits that from the various charges exchanges between prosecution and defense, and intentions expressed in the cases, the great existential values of humanity are revealed. The defendants embodied ideals that remain current to this day. Each one of them has left us with a specific message to reflect upon. I would like to share a short excerpt from the book, Demosthenes and the Distracted Judges. One day, the famous orator, Demosthenes, was discussing a case that could involve the death penalty. He noticed that the judges were not paying attention. He said, Listen to me for just a while. I'm going to tell you a new and cheerful story. The judges thus prepared to listen to him. Demosthenes began. One day, a young man hired a donkey to travel comfortably from Athens to Megara. In the middle of the journey, the midday heat became unbearable, and neither trees nor shelters offered shade. The young man stopped the donkey, unmounted, and sat on his saddle so that he could take shade under the animal. The donkey owner became irate, claiming that the rental of the donkey did not include the rental of its shadow. The young man retorted that the shadow could not be separated from the donkey, and thus the shadow had to be included. The two men began to fight and punch each other. At the end, they agreed on a decision that conformed to law. As soon as Demosthenes saw that he had the judge's full attention, he suddenly came down from the platform. The judges called to him and beseeched him to finish the story, and he said, What? You can listen to a story on a donkey's shadow, and you cannot listen to the case of a man whose life is at stake? That's just one small sample from the book. The chapters include Demosthenes and the Distracted Judges, The Trial of Socrates, The Conspiracy of Catiline, The Trial of Galileo, The Trial of Oscar Wilde, The Trial of Niccolo, Sacco, and Bartomeo Vanzetti, and The Nuremberg Trials. The book is available on Amazon.com. 
The title of the book is The Verdict of History. The author's name is Virginia Lally, L-A-L-L-I. If you simply take the title and Virginia's name and put it in the book search feature that's at the top of Amazon, click on it, the book comes right up. And there's a very nice excerpt from The Trial of Socrates and the story that I just read to you about Demosthenes and the Distracted Judges. Both of those are available. The book is also available at the Author House website. And if you Google Virginia Lolly's name, you can find out more information about her. Sometimes I just think it's important to share books with you even when their authors can't be with us. Thank you so much for listening and for being with us today on Inside the Writer's Cafe. Our time is up, and we'd like to thank you for yours. Remember, pick up a good book and read.